Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your D1T5 for Tuesday afternoon, September 8th. My name is Anthony Grassi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know from in and around college athletics in five minutes or less. Oregon President Michael Schill discusses a number of topics with the San Jose Mercury News' John Wilner, including the future of the Pac-12 networks, about which he says, quote, As we look to the future of the Pac-12 network, we need to position the conference and the network to respond to and capitalize on changes in the media landscape. Ultimately, it is all about content, and our conference has great content in schools that sit within key media markets. At this point, I can't say what the future of the Pac-12 network is, but I can say we have to be nimble and find partners that will add value to our content. Schill also expands on an email he sent to Colorado Chancellor Phil DeStefano and Washington President Anna-Marie Cause regarding the possibility of changing the composition and structure of the conference, saying, quote, In the email, I was asking if we hire a consultant, then what is the appropriate scope? Should it be limited to media, or should it include any long-term changes to the footprint of the Pac-12, specifically new members or expansion? We have no current plans to hire a consultant. Ultimately, that's up to the CEO group, but that was my question and does not reflect the views of my colleagues. Colorado has inked a five-year deal with PointsBet, making the Buffs the first college program to sign an official sports betting partner. The deal, which covers sports betting, fantasy sports, casino games, and free-to-play contests, was negotiated by Learfield IMG College. The terms of the deal have yet to be disclosed. The Arkansas Board of Trustees authorized President Donald Bobbitt to borrow $19.1 million from Regions Bank to cover debt service on bonds due in 2020 and 2021. Arkansas Chief Public Relations Officer Kevin Trainer saying, quote, With this debt refinancing, there will still be no athletic debt that extends beyond the next 17 years and we will remain within our required debt covenants, unquote. The tax-exempt interest rate is not to exceed 2% annually, with a default rate not to exceed 4% annually. The maturity date can be no later than September 15th of 2028. When asked whether the Hoosiers may have to cut sports, Indiana Athletic Director Scott Dolson doesn't say no, saying, quote, Certainly it is a last resort, but as we look at filling the hole and planning for the future, everything has to be on the table. But that's a last resort for sure. Dolson also expresses optimism about returning to competition, saying, quote, It's not if, it's when. I'm hopeful it's sooner rather than later. I would never put a date out there I can't be sure of. I can tell you it won't happen until everyone is comfortable from a medical standpoint. In the Big Ten, Illinois Athletic Director Josh Whitman tells Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty that he wants fall sports coaches to keep student-athletes ready to compete, saying, quote, We didn't get a ton of notice when we hit the stop button, and we may not get a ton of notice when we hit the start button again. So we better all be prepared when that time comes. Forty adding, quote, There's been nothing to indicate that Illinois is going to change its mind and vote to play, but it would be a surprise if the Illini opted against a fall season should one come to pass. Republican legislative leaders in Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, and Iowa sent a letter to Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren today urging him to reconsider the cancellation of fall sports. Michigan Speaker of the House Lee Chatfield saying, quote, The Big Ten's current direction is the wrong choice for the conference, for our area universities, and worst of all, for thousands of our local students. The Big Ten should reverse course as soon as possible and do everything possible to help their students restart extracurricular activities safely. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine earlier today said, quote, I think there is a decent chance of there being a season of football for the Big Ten for Ohio State, which is what we're really concerned about. I talked to Gene Smith this morning about that issue. I'm not going to disclose our conversation other than I inquired about it. He told me it was still in play, still very much a possibility. Dan Patrick this morning reported that there is still pushback from the medical community in the Big Ten not to play football this fall. 
Patrick adding, quote, I was told they simply don't have enough teams to play with, per his source, Michigan, Michigan State, Illinois, Northwestern, Maryland, and Rutgers unlikely to play. Further saying, quote, and now I'm told the medical community is trying to push to November. It was October 10th. That was the target date so they could get in a 10-game schedule and qualify for the postseason. I don't think that's going to happen. CBS's John Rothstein reports that while Orlando has emerged as a bubble location for many early season tournaments, the Champions Classic, Jimmy V Classic, ACC Big Ten Challenge, and SEC Big 12 Challenge have emerged as primary priorities above others. Oklahoma head football coach Lincoln Riley announced the Sooners will not release COVID-19 data moving forward because of competitive advantage. Instead, OU will treat COVID cases like injuries in terms of public disclosure. The Athletics Nicole Auerbach chiming in, quote, Overall, I'm not surprised. This has been happening with many college football programs all offseason, and of course, it would continue in-season. The concerns here are about the public's confidence in testing, contact tracing, and reporting, and ensuring schools can't hide information. And that is all for your D1T5 for Tuesday afternoon, September 8th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates and what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. If you are not currently subscribed to D1T5, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. My name is Anthony Grossi. We'll see you bright and early Wednesday morning.